a Lifetime original podcast. We are also getting a lot of a, a lot of shots of this specific bridge, and I'm like, is that the bridge in Mothman Prophecies? We're, we'll have no Mothman way. <laughs> we'll have no way to know. <laughs> what is your frame of reference today, <laughs> Megan Gailey? I love a Lifetime movie. You look like a damp man. My number one saying is there's no such thing as free help. Honey, you know Philly got no spice in his life. You can't not do the dishes and be trying to kill your wife. She's like trying to butter him up with dry toast. Ironic. In slight defense of him, if CJ had $10 million and would give me not one cent of it, I might poison him too. He ain't worth an apology for pissing on his leg. <laughs> I just tell me, who, who is it? Who is what? The person you're sleeping with. Okay, what are you talking about? You're being paranoid. I, I am not an idiot, Phil. I know you. This is ridiculous. Is it one of my friends? <laughs> okay, if you're not happy in our relationship, then, then we should work it out. No, just, just talk to me. There's nothing to talk about. Why can't you just admit it? I am not talking about this. I'm not. Hello, everyone. Ah, she's back. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am your co-host, the newlywed, Naomi Ek mm-hmm. Perrigan. Joyed here by my number one holding it down, oldie wed, Megan Kelly. <laughs> I'm old and I'm wed and I'm tired. Naomi, welcome back. Today is a Thursday, so an episode dropped today, and it was the one that CJ was on, and I was listening to it. And isn't it so funny? I'm listening, I go, he just, we don't have the chemistry, Naomi and I do. (laughs) My own husband. I'm like, we just don't have (laughs) it. Now, I just want to put here, you know, I want recorded for perpetuity. I want the listeners to know, y'all. Megan is a ride or die line <laughs> sister for life. When I tell you she got to my wedding two hours early, she hung out in the bridal suite. A lot of it I was running off to do pictures. Megan showed up with two champagnes, honey. She said, we hanging out. The makeup artist gave her my backup makeup. Yes. Megan gave me all the love of a sorority sister without me having to rush a damn thing. Or pay the dues. Really? You come so like the wedding paid for itself. <laughs> because that <laughs> that's how you gotta think about it. And I I first of all, I would have been there eight hours early. <laughs> like there was no amount of time you you could have been like, Megan, I need you there at six AM to do my makeup. And I would have said, I'll figure it out. I'll watch a YouTube video. <laughs> like it was an honor to be included. I want this recorded. The wedding turned out so beautifully. Thank you. And I know that it was a real, as it always is, it's a real, like, why did we do this? Why didn't we just go to Vegas? (laughs) Like, this is why Vegas exists, because weddings are so damn chaotic and stressful and expensive. The the weather, the weather stopped. It stopped. From, like, for the entirety of what your wedding was going to be. It started sprinkling at 930, but you had all those gorgeous these like clear umbrellas i took one home i didn't even need it and i go oh i'm i mean this is a cute little umbrella i'm gonna do a photo shoot with it the food amazing the dress the people are people are reaching out high and low they said get her on the cover of brides magazine <laughs> the dress was so you looked so beautiful the venue was gorgeous we just had such a fun amazing time and i hope 
I hope you feel at peace and happy now. I absolutely feel at peace and happy. I love to hear you saying all these things because I think it was one of those things, and you know how this can happen with like a big event where you're kind of all over the place. I wish I could have been an attendee, meaning I wonder how Uh it was received by people. So like you saying this, I'm like, okay, great. Because at one point, because you guys, yes, my mother did leave two hours early. (laughs) Rude. And she also was like, you're not dancing, so no one's dancing. So then I was like, oh, no, people aren't having fun. It's like at one point I thought. But then I noticed Megan and CJ, first of all, you know, these two are a dashing couple. Okay, Megan's giving us a gorgeous green dress. CJ fills out a suit. Hello. (laughs) Okay. Because he's like always wearing sportswear. So I kind of forget the body's on point. And then he puts on Uh a little tailored number. And I said, okay, okay, I see. Okay. I see. Without a hat. Without a hat. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And so, and they were like on a couch together, holding court, having a little lover's moment on the couch. And I was like, are they bored or is this actually the dream for parents of a of an infant yes. to just like be out but chilling on a couch? Oh, well, I mean, to be honest, I had been dancing and then I needed a little, little rest and then come back and eat from the delicious dessert bar. <laughs> no, not bored. I I feel like I'll I dance at a wedding for sure, mm-hmm. but like as I get older, it's like I'm going to pop up for my songs yes. and then I'm going to sit and eat and then I'm going to pop up for a song and then like because I used to dance all the time at a wedding because I was on the search for someone to make love to me afterwards, you know, like you're hot on the press. Now I'm like, I'll sit down. I He's right here. Right, 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 right. Oh, also your, I thought the officiant was so funny yes. and the vows. And there was this really fun moment where there are wild parrots that live in Northeast LA. They go between Pasadena and Highland Park. And the wild parrots flew above your ceremony, like at a really beautiful time. And I think a lot of people were like, what are those loud birds? But the people that knew were like, the parrots have blessed you. The parrots say yes. It's so funny because, of course, I didn't know. Like, it wasn't until afterwards people were like, the wild parrots, the wild parrots. <laughs> so to me, I was like, where are these loud ass birds coming from? But it was so funny. Our officiant, Isaac Oliver, who is a writer, wrote on the new season of Mrs. Maisel. Keep an eye out for that. We love him. You know, he came from New York, like got in Friday morning showed up, hung out, was like, here you go. We didn't know what he was going to do, basically. Yeah. And I thought he just told a wonderful story of our love. He did. He did also, literally, stop, he goes, welcome to a very extended episode of Couples Therapy. And I said, yes. okay, I'm in. I'm in. He's knocking yes. it out of the park. Yes, yes, yes. We're so lucky to be, uh, my, I almost said my wedding was hosted. My <laughs> officiant was Kara Clank, who is a comedian and, and podcast host as well. We're so blessed to have these people around us that you're just like, we have our pick of the yeah. litter, truly, to come up. And you know they're just going to kill. Right. Because they public speak and they know how to weave a story mm-hmm. exactly. And they know how to keep it tight, too. Exactly. It, the, the length was perfect and yeah everything about it now okay so I asked if you're if you're happy and at peace how is your mom feeling (laughs) I think she really enjoyed it I talked to her a couple days ago where she said it would look like it was something out of a movie she thought it was very beautiful well appointed she liked she liked the look of it I think she was very satisfied and I think it also helped too because afterwards like that Sunday, Monday, the family had a group text going and everyone talked about how much fun <gasps> they had. And so I think it's like her oh. hearing from them, you know? Yes. I think that helped and that made her feel like, okay, that was a nice time. But so, yeah, overall, I think everybody was very happy. Thank goodness. 
I hope listeners, you don't mind us really just debriefing, unpacking the wedding. Because obviously, they don't mind. You, we've got to get they into it. Like, yes, there is a motion picture, but honestly, Megan and I have to connect. <laughs> okay. I know. And they, they've been asking for a full episode about it. <laughs> you know, like, just like we need from that 2 p.m. on. Because, yeah, it's about eight hours yeah. Of, yeah. of wedding content <laughs> okay. that we have to pull from. It's okay. Well, okay. Here's a question. Everyone, Megan, and as well as everyone listening. So, Obviously, I got tons of pictures. I like posted. Well, okay, what's well, Megan posted before me. Megan forced my hand to post. Because I saw people posting and I'm like, oh no, I don't want people to think I'm lying down on the job <laughs> where I got blacked out and had to go to the hospital. So I was like, I felt like other people forced my hand. Well, the, people were posting <laughs> the stories and I was like, sure, sure, stories. But I was like, okay, I want to get the oh. pictures in because I didn't know oh, what, and who I went took to what. The grid. So then I was like, okay. I got to go to Maine. So then I posted. Uh. But then I posted again like the following Saturday. But now I'm just getting the professional photos where everything's bad. Well, that's fine though. And I'm like, can I, do I post again? Or are people like, yeah, bitch, we yes. get it. You got married. No, no, no. You post again. You post again. It, it, the thing is you post again and then, and then there'll be, there, there may end up being a write up and then you post again. Mm. Like it's like there is, and I also gave people like the code to sign yes. into it and just go find your own photos. Oh, you know, that's I'm smart. Like, there's so many good pictures of people that were there that it's like, how many, how many adorable photos can you post to Joe Firestone? <laughs> Joe got to go get her own photos. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, this is good to know. This is very smart. Because that's I was like, people will get sick of my ass. I mean, I did say mute me now. Because cause think about it. What else am I wearing this dress? I was like, we're going to get the most out of this dress that we can get. You've been together 13 years. There is no amount of grid posting that is too much. Okay? <laughs> there just isn't. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, as we do celebrate, you know, the union of a strong black woman and a Jubu. We also have to address a survivor, someone whose love is not the decay, the decay of romance. Of a, of a relationship that we're sad how it ended, but happy to see it be gone. And that is of our queen, Ariana Maddox, and one scoundrel, Tom Sandoval. Of Vanderpump rules. And I need you guys to know that I didn't yes. know anything about any of this until... It took the world by storm. It was like in the New York Times. Like, and I, everyone, like suddenly I was on social media and I was like, why is everybody I know tweeting about this? So who do I go to? My number one Caucasian woman with her ear to the ground who watches all the, all the programs. Megan Gailey. And I go, explain to me, Scandaval. And the thing is, this is our moment. We have, Bravo, Bravo fans, we have been shoved to the sides of culture as, as, losers and degenerates <laughs> and table flippers and all we want to do is watch women fight and we knew this moment would come and we and we we marched out in our finest and we said we are here we are scholars i i have watched vanderpump rules since the beginning so i had people coming out like the, if there's a below deck scandal i'm also a flippers on the ground okay i can give you all the tea flippers on the ground you crazy girl the turn of events that has happened that is bringing this scandal to the lifetime listeners is that Ariana Maddox has been cast in a lifetime film across a lifetime queen in Megan Good. Y'all, y'all, Ariana Maddox has joined the Megan Good lifetime movie called, huh, what I think this might be my top favorite title, Buying Back My Daughter. Y'all, yes. y'all. The mama got to get a daughter back when she trafficked. Can you die? Uh, it, it's and and who is 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 Ariana Maddox Megan Good's daughter? <laughs> who is the daughter? 
<laughs> who is the daughter? Who is the mother? Who is buying? And th the reason that this is so special, too, is that this is Ariana's first thing post-Scandival. Okay. And has she acted before? Like, is this her biggest acting role? So she has a iconic line from Vanderpump Rules where she's sitting on a beach and she says, dead serious. I take sketch comedy very seriously. <laughs> so she is coming from the world of comedy. Sketch comedy is friends with a lot of comedians. Anyone in L.A., I think, has acted before. You know, yeah, at least yeah, a school yeah. play. I, I, and, and she's actually one of the most likable reality stars. Okay. Yeah, no, she, she's really well-liked. She's the people's princess, princess yes. of reality. Like, this is why I think everyone also is, like, really surrounding her in love. And I've seen a lot of people photoshopping Tom out of the book that they have together, taking him off the cover. Yes, that they wrote with Danny Pellegrino, who's been a guest on this show. I mean, we're on the pulse here. Yeah. Okay, like, we are, we're, we're here. We, we could go to Pump tonight. Actually, we can't go to Pump tonight because their liquor license got revoked. What? Pump yes. without a liquor license is, like... I mean, L.A. without sunshine, which is every day now. That's insane. If they don't have a liquor license, they can't do nothing because you're not there for the food. So there's just a, there's a lot going on. And and the, ugh, the info keeps rolling in. This is going to come out in three weeks, and this will be old by then. We may know that Rachel, Raquel, is pregnant. Who knows? I mean, but I'm going to say this, though, because, again, because I'm getting all of this via, like, people's stories and clips. When I tell you this Sandoval looks like Nosferatu, looks like Lucifer, looks like walking evil out of central casting. Like, wow. if you made a cartoon for an evil face, as soon as I saw his facial hair, I said, I'm sorry, were we ever trusting him? And so that's wild to me. You make such a good point. He's been surrounded by such terrible men, like, that it was the Jax Taylors of the world. I mean, these are villainous men <laughs> that you're like, eh, I guess he's not as bad. I would also like to point out, he is from St. Louis, and I have been re on record about saying about St. Louis as a city, and I think this only confirms my disgust. Well, look, honestly, this brings us right into our movie, okay? Speaking of villainous men, y'all, okay, this movie, talk about a villainous man. We are talking to you about the movie Secrets in Suburbia, okay? Gloria is living the perfect life in quiet suburbia with her husband and two kids. Or so she thought. When she suspects her husband of cheating on her with a close friend, strange things begin to happen. In this sexy, soapy tale of love, lust, and hate, no one can be trusted. And I mean, no one. Y'all, we gotta get into it. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, up top, before we get into this movie, we do have to give you a couple trigger warnings. There is suicide and animal death. We will keep it moving. We are not dwelling on those things, but just to let you know. And... Quite frankly, <laughs> it happens a little too early for, for my take, okay? Because we start off with a swanky poolside mansion party. And 
Megan, did you say the guests are giving get out? Yes, I said the guests are giving get out. Everyone is dressed up and the waiters are shirtless and oiled up. But they're, it's not just women at this party. There's an elder gentleman just taking a canapé from an oiled up Magic Mike dancer. With back tattoos. Like literally the first waiter we see who's like wheeling out a cake, he, most of his back is in tattoo. And it's not just one tattoo giving us a landscape. It's like multiple tattoos on one back. I thought these shirtless waiters were going to be of importance. They're not at all. They're they're just like a throwaway treat for us, I guess. So I say, thank you. I'll take my little treat. So yes, he wheels out a giant tiered white cake. And I said, we're back at Naomi's wedding. (laughs) We are not. We are actually at a divorce party. Yes. And we find that out because we meet the couple not being divorced, friends of the divorce couple. Mm, But should be divorced. Yes. Gloria and Phil. And they are having what I think married couples have sometimes, sort of a a tense exchange at a crowded party where they're like, no, you do (laughs) that. And then people walk by and you go, no, we're having a great time. But the thing is, the reason why I was like, this is not, I was like, there's a difference when like, because you know what it was? When it's a real tense in- exchange when you're in love, there's like a heat to it. There's an energy to it because you're like, I'm so annoyed by you. Whereas this had a resignation to it. And then mm-hmm. at one point, the their vet, but, only, but also Phil doesn't even know their own dog's vet. So that's already my problem. But the vet comes over and says hi. And like, Gloria doesn't introduce Phil. Like it takes a second where she's like, this is my husband. Which you know is like her being like, oh, right, him. So I was like, these people do not love each other. I said, this is so wild. I'm so uncomfortable. But then I get even more uncomfortable when Scarlett, the divorcee, addresses the crowd. Please listen to this. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I just wanted to come up here and say a few words before you all leave. Um, First, thank all of you for coming, um, Mayor Grant, and all of you who are here to celebrate that Troy is no longer in my life. Screw you, Troy! (laughs) Thanks to his philandering ways, I now own this beautiful mansion. Ugh, and when you're deciding who to stay friends with, just remember, I got all the money! (laughs) Oh, and speaking of friends, now this is serious. I want to make a toast to my three best friends since high school, the three most incredible women I have ever met. Monica, the fiercest and smartest woman that I know, who is also my divorce attorney. (laughs) Oh, and Kim, my beautiful realtor friend. Oh, and last but not least, Gloria, who is not overwhelmed by the pressures of a high-powered job or her appearance, for that matter. (laughs) Bless her heart. I'm sure she meant it as a cop. The mayor. <laughs> I love. Can you get over the mayor being in attendance at a divorce party? At a divorce party. <sighs> wow. Okay. Vanderpump Rules parallels someone is going on a divorce trip this season. Okay. So I actually like Scarlett. And, and, and like, I, I like, uh, clearly she's a bad person, but this energy, I go, this is fun for a Lifetime movie. Now, here's the thing, though. I said immediately that having the whole divorce party and it being very decadent, I said it does seem like a Megan move. All right. Except for the shade towards her dear friend, Gloria, which I thought was very rude wow. to do on in a microphone. I was like, you would never. But I could also see you being like, this terrible thing happened. 
I am yeah. making lemonade. Yeah, and we get the impression that her husband cheated on her, and then she was able to take all of his money. Yes. And so I go, that's a win for feminism. <laughs> but then... But then we hear a gunshot, and I'm like, uh, there's already, I thought this was going to be a slower burn. Nope, Lifetime, we're shot out of a can again. There's a gunshot. Everyone scatters. And this is like a true fear of mine, uh, living in modern America, where it's like, I'm checking exits everywhere I go. But you're at a swanky divorce party. You go, I I I think everyone who has a gun is already here. (laughs) No, a man comes running out disheveled. We find out it is her ex. It is the ex Troy. Scarlet's ex, Troy, who looks soaking wet and unwell. He looked damp. He looked like a damp man. He's going through it. It's hard to believe that they're even a couple. Exactly. And then he is approached by Gloria, the woman we just saw have a tense conversation with her husband. Who also, Scarlet just talked to her about being, just called her busted in front of everybody. Like, if I was Gloria, I would have said, let him shoot her. I can't. You are not Denzel. This is not the negotiator, okay? You you have two children. You do not need to be coming out from behind a bush to walk Troy off of a ledge. Like, this is not your place. You have children. You need to go home. So she's like, put the gun down. And I thought maybe we were going to find out later that she was a negotiator. No. Stay at home, mother. Which I guess is basically a negotiator because you're dealing with A hostage people. negotiator. Yes, you're dealing with tantrums. 27 times a day. Right. You're being held hostage, but you're also your own negotiator. That's what it's yes. like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Troy is yelling about how she took all of his money and that he still loves her. And I'm like, Troy, didn't you cheat? I'm so confused. But then he also says, Scarlet won't stop until I'm dead. Which I was like, okay, she won't stop what? Like she's gotten all the money. She really doesn't seem interested in you. Like, I was like, what do you mean she won't stop until you're dead, right? So it's all very ominous. And then trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. He shoots himself in front of the entire party. And I knew it was coming, and I was still shocked. And it's funny. I I didn't see it coming. I didn't think that he was going to do that. I actually thought Scarlet or someone else was going to be wounded. Like, I thought it was going to be one of those things, you know, where yeah. someone comes in, they're so tense, they they take a, they do this thing, and it's like, oh, no, and then next thing you know, Troy's in jail, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, but no, no, no. So I was, oh, my God, I was so thrown. So that is the first five minutes of this motion Woo! picture. Okay, that's how we start. Doozy. Doozy. Then we cut to earlier, and this is what the movie loves. They're playing with timelines. They're cutting to before the event from different perspectives. That's what they're doing in this motion picture, honey. It's all about the POV. Yeah, and they have music and really pretty font that'll be on the screen that's like Gloria. And it was almost giving me like clue vibes, you know? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like, I'm like, wow, because we've got a scarlet, you know, we've got a yes. gun, we've got a party, we're cutting around. I'm like, oh, okay, we're in for a treat. So we're at Gloria's house. Her kids are going to grandma's house and her kids are older. Like the, the daughter is probably 15. The son is maybe 10. And yeah. grandma comes and picks up the kids and doesn't even come in the house, doesn't get out of the car. And I said, this is the dream. <laughs> I love that you climb. That They're like we never heard from we grandma. never heard from grandma. All she's doing is coming and picking up the children because since I have given birth, my number one saying is there's no such thing as free help. So when someone's <laughs> like, I want to help, you got to feed them. You got to talk yeah. to them. You got to house mm-hmm. them. And you go, you know what? I'll just take care of my damn kid myself. <laughs> and this grandma, she pulls in the driveway, beep, beep, kids run out. And I go, I, get her on my payroll. <laughs> We also see the only character I care about, which is a mini white poodle, climbing into a trash can. This dog's name is Lulu. And 
I immediately take issue because the it's like it's one of the like giant trash cans you would have for an entire building. I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it, but my point is this tiny poodle could not climb into that trash <laughs> can. Okay, the dog couldn't it. make it. The dog is like literally on top inside. Okay, I, I wanted her to put like a little flag, like it was Everest, like it was like, <laughs> how did you get up there, Lou? <laughs> Exactly. And so Gloria, of course, grabs the dog and is like, get out of there. You shouldn't do that. But, you know, again, Lifetime has limited real estate. So whenever they're giving you a moment, you know, okay, this is coming back. Mm -hmm. So what we're seeing is Lulu makes it in the trash. Yes. How her tiny ass make it in trash, I don't know. We don't know and we never will. (laughs) We never will. Okay. But Gloria goes back in the house and we see she's dressed for the party. So this is like right before the party that we just saw. And she is talking to her husband, Phil, who... He's giving PJ and Squee energy. That's who he is. That's who he is. He's giving this, but sh- and he is so cold and mean to her. Gloria's like, we don't have to go to this party. Like, let's be together. She wants to be romantic. He's like rebuffing her. He has a new tie. She's like, where'd you get that? And he's like vague about who gave it to him. I immediately can't stand him. He is the worst. And you know, this is my problem though, Megan. When somebody is so obviously evil up top, it takes some of the fun out of the movie for me because basically it's like, I know you're trash. So And it's like, why are they with them? So so yeah. at the very beginning, I'm actually not against Phil. But what I would like to put on our rules for when we make our next 100 episodes is that if a wife wants to have a romantic evening with the husband and he doesn't want to, he's going to kill her. Because mm. that's the pattern in Lifetime movies, okay? So Phil and Gloria, we get to the issue almost immediately. Gloria grew up rich. She has an inheritance from her father, but the money is supposed to go to the children and it isn't a trust for their education or for whatever they want to do. And Phil grew up poor and they went to the same private school and it was difficult for him. Listen to this. You know how I ended up in St. Francis with you. Yes, I know. It's a scholarship. My dad got sick working in your dad's coal mines. So when he did nothing but sit around and get drunk all day, my mom had to go to work at St. Francis as a janitor, just so I could get a scholarship there. I used to watch kids piss all over the walls and laugh at me. Tell me my mom was gonna have to wipe it up just so I could go to school with them. It's more money, Gloria. Dignity. Okay, so this is why I'm on his side. (laughs) This is why I'm on his side just in this very moment. I think being rude two janitors or custodians or the people that clean up after people is unforgivable. Like when someone, oh my God, I was at a tennis tournament last week and I saw a guy chug a Coors Light, smash it on his head and then leave it on the ground. And I go, he should be escorted out of here because someone is going to have to pick that up. And it's so insensitive to the people that work here. I completely agree. (laughs) I do think it's on you for going to a tennis tournament. Megan, you got to stop. You got to stop rolling with this riff I love raff, tennis. Okay? But my thing is this, though. They should not be married. Yeah. Phil is still resentful over things that happened over 20 years ago that she didn't even take part in, and he's holding it against her. Yeah. She shouldn't be a wife. You shouldn't have married one of the rich girls from private school if that's how you feel. And also, if they're rich, doesn't that give the impression of like, oh, she was nice? to him or like yes, she went out of exactly. her way to be different than the other kids so you're you're totally right you're totally right that's my problem the, the, i was like the, the marriage shouldn't be taking place and then my other thing too is okay now we know he's trash but now we know the money is hers so now i doubly don't know why she puts up with phil right he's not nice he's resentful he don't want to 
be romantic with her. She could keep that house and send him packing. Yeah, he's sort of like dorky handsome in a way. Can you tell Megan is like into sports and shit? Because she be pointing out these white boys where I'm like, no, babe. I'm not even. That ain't it. I'm not with a you white boy. You grew up boy in Indiana. <laughs> I know, but you but you were used to seeing between Indiana and, and, and Chicago. tennis tournaments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, it's like I see a Patagonia and I go, he must be attractive. And it's like, nope, bad. Okay, so Gloria says she forgets something. So she goes up and she prints something out. They have a printer. I just, I love them. You know I love a printer. <laughs> I love a printer. Especially, in a, especially a printer in a movie, because it's like they really had to go out of their way. Like they had to be like, "Props, we need a printer." And they're like, "Does it have to work?" And they're like, "Yes." And they're like, "So we need ink, paper, hook it up to the Wi-Fi." Like so many steps for this printer because she prints something out. I don't know if it's a. a remember when we used to make those like coupon books for our parents, like one hug, and it's like, "Get me a massage." So she prints something out for. Scarlet, I guess, but out print plane tickets to Buenos Aires, and they are not for her. <laughs> no, you can tell by the look on her face. You're like, okay, these are not a romantic plan she was in on. And so now we're back at the party where Gloria and Phil are having an awkward conversation. And then Scarlet's like, she comes up and is like, can I take your husband? I want to introduce him to some clients. And what I do love the most about this movie is that it's not clear what anyone does. All right. Yeah. Phil has a business at some point, he's being introduced to clients, but we don't know what that is. We don't understand what anybody does except for Monica, the one woman of color who is a lawyer, mm-hmm. all right? And she's a divorce lawyer because she helped Scarlett get all that money. And she's also friends with Gloria, and she also is friends with Phil. Like, they all went to school together. Yes. But for some reason, Monica and Phil are, like, really tight because they were both scholarship kids. Again, she's brown, so she must be a scholarship kid, even though I think... It would have been way more fun if she was the richest yes, bitch in the whole damn land. I, think so <laughs> I said, too. come on. I think so too. But Gloria is basically like, I think Phil wants to leave me. And then she says, she's like, I sacrificed my whole life for him. Why? To which, th- thank you. I said, why did you do that, Gloria? You're rich and hot. And now you have these kids that we'll get to, but I think only she likes. So <laughs> not only does she think he's cheating on her, she thinks it's with Scarlett, the divorcee throwing the party. Okay, because they used to date years ago. This is the problem with staying friends with people from high school. It's exactly. like everybody's had sex with every, or everybody's hooked up with everybody. I wasn't having sex in high school, but everybody's hooked up yeah. with everybody. And so you're like, well, that's been tampered by. Okay, so now we're back to present. So Phil and Gloria are driving home from the party. Gloria's covered in a dead man's blood. Because <laughs> that's how close she was to Troy when he perished and they get into the house and he's like, that party must've cost a hundred thousand dollars. And it's like, Phil, a man <laughs> just died in front of you. And your wife is wearing his blood. Who cares how much the party costs? This shows you how disconnected from emotions and humanity Phil is. Okay. This is again, like, I was like, how's the first thing you ask? And then the next morning, Gloria, who sacrificed her life, Makes Phil's favorite breakfast, which just looked like some eggs. It was dry toast. I didn't see butter or jelly on it. So dry toast and an egg. And I go, if this is the favorite, like this is almost worse to me than not acknowledging a man dying. Like it's like, this is your favorite (laughs) breakfast? Not a huevos rancheros. Well, come on now. You, I mean, you know Phil ain't got no spice in his life. I know. He can't. Okay. Because he comes to breakfast in a salmon Button down. Short sleeve. Ready to play golf. Short sleeve. Short. <laughs> ready to golf. Ready to golf. 
And so she's like trying to butter him up with dry toast, ironic, and is basically like, we should go to a marriage counselor. She even gives him like a list of names and is like, here, and this, you know, and that's what you do when you're trying to get a man to do something. You take out as much, you have to lower the barrier to entry as low oh, as possible, yeah. being like, I have done the research. Here are the names. Here are the phone numbers. Yes. You can just pick from this list of four. And it's like, I only picked men, so you wouldn't feel like it's two women ganging up on you. I mean, she. We really got a spoon feed. There was like an, there was some study that came out, and I'm going to get this wrong, that it said that a wife has to do like seven hours more a day just taking care of her husband. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Maybe it was a week. Maybe it was a week. <laughs> Be a week Whatever. because I'm like seven hours a day. I, I believe it. <laughs> oh my god! And so, of course, she tries to give these him. He's like, "We don't need it. Gotta go." What? Like he literally just rebuffs her. He's like, "We'll talk about this later." Eats two bites of them nasty ass eggs with his pink button down. Runs out. Okay, and then it's just funny because again, for someone who has baggage about growing up poor and how rude rich kids were to him and his family, he's really become a rich asshole. Well, because he's an outsider insider. So he was on the outside and now he craves the inside more than anybody. I'm reading a book about J. Crew. Okay, so <laughs> Glory. You guys remember Megan Reed's books. <laughs> and this one's about the rise and fall of J. Crew. <laughs> so Gloria goes to pick up the kids and she looks more like a babysitter to them. Like these, like Gloria looks 27 and has a 15 year old daughter. So I'm like, I don't know if that math works. The kids Kids know about the death. I guess it was all the chatter at school. And the son thinks it's cool. And I was like, okay, you take after your father. Um, I think you need to be in therapy. I was like, this is disgusting. Gloria is trying to like talk to them how you how you would be taught to talk to a child after something like this. And they are just being kind of assholes. Then we cut to Troy's funeral. It's outdoor, of course, as they always are in movies. Scarlet rolls up late. To the funeral in a stretch limo. And I said she was giving real housewife. Yes. She was in tight, short, black couture. With a giant Kentucky Derby hat. Yes. A day at the races. <laughs> and she's crying. And then she like comes up and puts a rose on the casket. Ugh. Where she's like, okay, Scarlett. I mean, considering you were just telling anyone who would listen about how he'd never given you an orgasm and you took all his money. I'm not blind buying all the tears. I think his final words were, Scarlet won't stop until I'm dead. So <laughs> this does seem like a shift. So we've met Monica. There's Kim too, redheaded Kim, and she's very pretty mm -hmm. and she's in like a long flowy dress. And at this point I go, I think Kim has some secrets. Because she's elusive. Interesting. You know, I didn't even clock Kim. Like, I knew she was, they name check Kim, and Scarlett's like, my girls, Kim, Gloria, Monica. But I didn't, like, I was like, okay, Kim seems to be, to me, I was like, okay, Kim is the one who said, they're all crazy. And I'm just kind of here for the free wine. Kim just stands under a tree at one point at the party, and I go, suspicious. Like, it's not suspicious, but those are the things we've come to look for in Lifetime, where I'm like, why is Kim under a weeping willow? <laughs> Oh my God. Well, it's so true. Anytime someone's under a tree alone. <laughs> I go, what are they doing? You're like, you're planning something. You're getting a bird's eye view. What are you doing over there? Is someone coming out from behind the trunk? You know, I love that tree reveal. Okay. <laughs> Cut to pre-party. Now we are at Scarlett's point of view. So Monica gets there early because she's doing lawyer stuff. She's on the phone with Troy's lawyer and 
she's like, do we go after the hidden assets? So, you know, those are on the Caymans. <laughs> and Scarlett's like, yes, absolutely, we go after those. And Monica's like, listen, even I'm ruthless, and this seems to be too much. Like, are you sure you want to do it? And right. Scarlett's like, give it to me. I know. And then Scarlett literally, again, as I said, she's like, the only time he gave me an orgasm was when he signed the divorce papers. And I'm just like... <sighs> To me, it's to the point where it's like, Scarlett, now you're doing too much. You're already having a party with an oiled up men are walking around divorce cake. A string quartet. Don't make them listen to that. They don't need to hear about your sex life. Then we see, you know, again, we saw earlier from Gloria's point of view that Scarlett was like, can I borrow your husband to meet clients? Well, now from Scarlett's POV, we see that when she pulled Phil away, it was not to talk to clients. It was to hook up in a private room upstairs. <sighs> She was going to give him a f- She was going to pleasure him. Megan, you have to say pleasure. Sorry. This is a family podcast. But, okay, the thing is, again, as this is about to happen, I'm like, Phil is so disgusting to me that I'm like, I cannot believe he's worth ruining a 20-year friendship for. But before anything happens, Phil gets up, pushes Scarlett off, and says he doesn't want to be with her. Well, He tells her to leave him alone. And I was shocked. I was too. This is where I was shocked. Yeah. I said, excuse me? I was like, what? You two are perfect for each other. Exactly. You're both monsters who don't respect Gloria. And love money. Exactly. And then Scarlett gets really upset. We see her take some pills, but we don't really find out what they are and it doesn't come to fruition. Yeah, I, I guess they're just like fun pills. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess the point is like Scarlett's upset. It's yeah, like she yeah, needs yeah. something, right? And so then... Scarlet leaves that room after Phil walks off and then Gloria approaches Scarlet and is like, I know about you and Phil. Which I was like, well, Gloria, you ain't wrong because we just saw her trying to make something happen. Yeah. And Scarlet gaslights the shit out of her. Listen to this. All right, I just want to know when you started sleeping with him. Again. Or if you just, you never stopped. I'm not sleeping with... Uh, come on, Scarlet. When you want something, you stop at nothing to get it. You know it's true. Gloria, stop. There's nothing going on between us. Uh, okay, please, just stop denying it. I mean, at least give me that much credit. I mean, he still wears a bummer, so you're a watch that you gave him. It's a nice watch. How could you do this? You could have any man you want. Why my husband? Okay, if you take him, you will destroy my entire life. Things aren't going well between the two of you. Find someone else to blame it on, because this time it's got nothing to do with me. These people are terrible. So to be cheating with your best friend's husband and then have them confront you about it and be like, you're crazy. It's like, what? (laughs) Thank you. Two of those three things seem virtually impossible to do. (laughs) I could not believe it. Then after that, you know, we're back at the funeral where Scarlett's like, Gloria, I haven't heard from you. And, you know, Gloria's like, leave me alone. You're sleeping with my husband. And then we have a sidebar moment where basically Gloria's son got into a fight with a kid at school. And then when Phil comes home, he's pissed that the son hasn't been punished because it's like you got in a fight and you're giving and he gets to have pizza for dinner. And Gloria's like, honey, I couldn't cook. This is just, it's not like fucking celebratory pizza. It's just like. We've been through it. Yeah. It's like, I had to grab something. And Phil freaks out. He literally screams, do you know how this makes me look? Who cares? What are you talking about? No one's thinking about you right now. And then he like sends his son upstairs and taunts him for still wetting the bed. I. I just. (laughs) I want their son taken away from him. I want. Everyone taken away from Phil. Their son is like a, and I know he thought 
the death of Troy was cool, but I think he's going through something else. He's like a sweet, dorky little boy. Like, they're trying to make it out that he is dorky. He's so cute. He's a sweet. Yeah. He's got little glasses. And, like, I, I, to, for have your own dad make fun of you still wetting the bed, I despise that. At this point, I am like, I think this is an evil twin. That I was like, Phil is on drugs or Phil has an evil twin because I cannot see the actual father of this child behaving this way. To treat your wife terribly, eh, part for the course. To treat your <laughs> child that way and your wife and be sleeping with a friend. I go, this is too much. Well, and then he's also so weird about it when she's like, why are you acting like this? Like She's literally like, why are you being mean? And then he's like, what are you talking about? He like uh. acts like nothing's happening. And see, this is where for me, and this is, you know, something that, always frustrates me when Gloria's like, well, what about my kids? Like, I can't leave Phil. They deserve to have a father. He's bad Not if this is the father. I was like, actually, he's doing no one any favors. Yeah. And he's trying to steal their money? Get bad. him out of here. Bad. Get him out of here. Throughout the film, too, Phil, like, will be like, I have to take this. And then he'll go have very secretive phone calls, but in the hallway where everyone can hear what he's saying. So he's like, yeah, it's almost done. Okay. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and it's like, Phil, don't you have an office? This house is big. Can you go in the garage? Like, take a walk. He's just, like, clearly plotting the demise of his family in the right. open foyer. Then the next morning, we see, you know, Gloria and the kids. She's taking them to school. Phil is at home after Gloria leaves. And then we see him get a syringe, take some liquid out of a bottle, and then he puts that same syringe into a bottle of red wine. Now, immediately I see this, I go, trying to kill Gloria, poison. I think it's antifreeze because that's a classic. It's yeah. a classic antifreeze, you know? Mm. Um, even though you, people don't do it now, it is like when you're thinking of murders and poisons, it's a classic. Ugh. Even though technically, I'll tell you this though, because this movie was made in 2017. You actually wouldn't even be able to do that with antifreeze anymore. Well, and they say at some point he had to special order it. Well, hello, because you can't, because here's the thing. You, people people love poisoning. They partnered with antifreeze back in the day because it was tasteless and odorless. And so you could just like mix it in something potent. And then someone would just be like, mm-mm-mm, drinking my sweet tea. There's a woman who literally put antifreeze in sweet tea and killed her husband. So they would just do that. But now, because stuff like that happened, there would be big cases. Whoever makes antifreeze was like, okay, we'll put something in it so that it has a taste that you then know, oh, I'm drinking something bad. They should have made it taste like McDonald's french fries. I'd be like, mm, mm, give me some more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining you want a liquid that tastes salty and potato <laughs> So we see him go to throw the antifreeze out and he leaves the trash can lid open again, which was how Lulu got on the trash can in the first place. And it's like, he's like blatantly leaving it open. And I'm like, when someone is evil and then also does the little annoying things too, like it's like be evil or don't do the dishes. You can't not do the dishes and be trying to kill your wife. Exactly. You need to be making things look normal and you need to make it seem so that when something bad happens, everyone's like, he was the greatest guy. Yes. I never saw it coming. This man is so bad. You're like, oh yeah, it was him. Obviously, Top there's the no one else who hates her more and is more disrespectful. So we see that night, Gloria get home and she starts to, she pours herself a big old glass and Olivia Pope's big old glass of wine. But then the doorbell rings before she can sip it. And you're like, thank God. And it's Scarlett. And Scarlett just walks in and I'll tell you this, for somebody who is a selfish bitch, Scarlett is very direct, uh -huh. right? Like she's, she literally, she goes, I haven't heard from you. What's wrong? And you're like, you know, you've been trying to get with her husband, right? But she's like, why are you mad? Come hang out. Direct communicator. Direct communicator. She's like so aggressive. And it's like, Gloria's like, okay, I'll see you later. And then we see 
Scarlet, Monica, and quiet redhead Kim hanging out without Gloria. And they're all upset because they're like, this wine's not good. Gloria always bought the good wine. And I'm like, honey, this time you better be glad you didn't get Gloria's wine because <laughs> Phil very much put poison in it. Yeah. And then we see, I'm doing the claps every time we switch. Do you like that? It's just something oh, I'm yeah. trying. Okay, then we cut to Monica's point of view. So her and Phil are talking at the party. We're back at the party. So we've jumped back to the party, and now we're just getting a different perspective, which is Monica's. Monica and Phil are talking. They're both scholarship kids. They were neighbors. They went to the fancy private school. People were mean to them. And then Phil had Monica look into Gloria's father's will to see if there was any way to basically break the will. So the money wouldn't go to his actual children and would come to him instead. And Monica's <laughs> like working on it. And I'm like, what? This is crazy to me. And this is what I'm saying is like, as a private school survivor who went to school with these kinds of people, I'm going to tell you this. One, I would not be in cahoots with any white man from said <laughs> school. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. I don't care what his former tax bracket was. No way. Second of all, I don't talk to any of these people from high school. If they were so bad and you could just like, I'm like, Monica, why are you hanging out with them? You go, you make a new life. I don't yeah. speak of it. One time Dalton asked me to come back and do stand up for some fundraiser. I said, absolutely not. Wow. And they were like, Neil Patrick Harris will be there. And I go, can't get me with NPH. Not enough for me. And and I guess you could make the case of like, Monica, yes, be their lawyer, take their money. But don't be in cahoots with them. I also, it saying. does not. I don't understand at this point, and I don't understand for the rest of the movie because they never really let us know why. Why do all of Gloria's friends and husband hate her? I don't get it. I don't get it. Because so far, she's done nothing wrong. She's actively trying to talk down shooters. She's helping, and like you're all, they're all mean to her for no reason. Naomi and I are willing to say if the leading lady is not likable and deserves things. Like, we'll yeah. be like, no, this bitch sucks and like is treating people <laughs> terribly. Gloria is is playing toast. She she's not she's not even enough of anything to be offensive to anyone. In fact, it's like she's almost so vulnerable. She's like such a yeah. wounded bird. It's almost a little too much for me how what a wounded bird she is. But speaking of wounds, Gloria gets home and she sees little dog Lulu sick by the trash can. Which wasn't closed. Wasn't closed, which means she obviously got into whatever fill throughout that he was trying to poison his wife with, okay? And so then, Gloria, she like takes the dog, puts her in the car, driving to the vet. I'm seeing flashes of my own life because all I do is go to the vet oh, with no. my animals and I'm just like, oh my God, I, like no, the stress. Yeah. And as she's driving to the vet, she is hit by a car. <laughs> y'all. This is bad. Y'all. This is bad. You know what I'm going to say, though? We got to take a break here because I'm going to say I didn't see this coming because I said we already got a sick dog and now you're telling me, Gloria, is it a car accident? Okay, we got to take a break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Okay, we are back. We are also getting a lot of a lot of shots of this specific bridge. And I'm like, is that the bridge in Mothman Prophecies? We're, we'll have no Mothman way. <laughs> we'll have no way to know. <laughs> what is your frame of reference today, <laughs> Megan Gailey? We'll have no way of knowing. Are they in Milwaukee? Like, I can't. We keep seeing. If anyone knows this skyline, please let us know what it is. Because I just like meet. We're in suburbia. But like, what is what the suburbs of what is what I'd like to know. Right. Okay, so Gloria comes to in the hospital. She has been unconscious overnight. They had they did surgery on her leg. And Lulu the dog didn't make it. And Phil is who delivers all of this information. Like, he's telling her what's for dinner. Matter of fact, Phil don't care. And I was like, what? And then, and then, so again, she's just woken up. She's been in an accident. She's had surgery. And Phil's like, when can we get her home? We got to go home. And the doctor, and this is the thing, the doctor's like, your kidneys look really bad. You have signs of kidney failure. I want, I want to run tests. And I'm like, it's obvious you're from that damn poison. Yeah. But Phil's like, no, I want to take her home. She has a better chance of recovery at home. And the doctor's like, fine, I'll discharge you against my wishes. But through this whole conversation, Gloria never speaks once. Silent. And it, she's conscious now. But Phil has taken the reins. I thought for a second that maybe he was a doctor. One, because he had a syringe on hand to put poison uh. in. And then the way he was talking, like he knew stuff, that the doctor was like, fine, I'll let you go. Because I was like, in what world do you have a grown-ass adult in the hospital bed and you just let this random dude decide if she could leave or not? When yeah. that's what you're saying she shouldn't do. Yeah. So he takes her home. And and he's going to continue to poison her. And it's it's six cents. Okay, so that's an old reference, too. It's also <laughs> that movie where the two mother-in-laws hated each other. Because now we've got a physically impaired person under the care of someone who wants them to die. Psycho mother-in-law. Psycho mother-in-law. And honestly, the doctor being like, your kidneys are failing, but we don't know why. I go, this got a little bit of house in it, too. Mm. It's a real mashup, this film. Okay, so they get home. Phil is immediately an asshole about their <laughs> insurance going up. And then he's like, eh, I think I need some money. Listen to this. I was talking to Monica. Mm -hmm. um, uh, about the trust. And I think we should look into using some of the money again. No. Okay, I didn't... I didn't want to have to tell you this, but the company is going through some financial difficulties right now. And this money could really help. That money is for our kids' future. It's $10 million. What are they going to do with $10 million? I'm sorry, but I'm not changing my mind. I see. Where are you going? I forgot your juice. I'm sorry that I've been a little rude lately. I'm just, I'm a little cranky. Fine. I understand. I'm sure we can make some cuts in the budget. And I, I'll sell some of my stuff if we have to. But I really, I don't want to touch my father's trust. 
I'm sure if your dad were still alive and he saw what we're going through, he'd change his mind. That would never happen. How do you know? Because I know. How? <sighs> you know, maybe I was wrong. I always thought your dad was the problem. But maybe it's you. Maybe it's you who doesn't want to help us. Well, why is she apologizing for being cranky when she was just in a whole car accident and had surgery? This is where I feel like her doormat quality is so frustrating to me. I said, girl, he is a terrible person. What are you apologizing to him for? Because you know what it is? You got to give me a flashback to better days. You got to show yeah. me when Phil was worth all this. Because the Phil I'm meeting now, he ain't worth an apology for pissing on his leg. Was he star quarterback? Like, I, it, why did you marry no. him? No. I do have to say, I do have to say, in slight defense of him, if CJ had $10 million and would give me not one cent of it, I might poison him too. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. because here And here's what Gloria says, right? She was like, my father... Always thought you were a bum. A bum. And thought that we would Oof. never make it without his money. So I don't want to take his money. Even though he's dead, on principle, I don't want to be dipping into that pot. And that is so nice for that rich girl. But I go, <laughs> no, I'll take the money. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'll take the money with my bum husband. And actually, I'll kick him out. Actually, I'll take the money and I'll kick my bum ass husband out. Yes. And this is Phil, not, not Angel CJ. So as he's listening to all this, you know, Gloria telling him this. Honey, he's putting poison in an orange juice. Okay. And he's like, here's your juice. Drink your juice. He's trying to get her to drink juice this whole damn movie. And drink your juice, Shelby. Drink your juice, Shelby. <laughs> That's, I, it's so much orange juice. There, it, like, orange juice must have paid for this film. Because <laughs> the amount of orange juice we're about to see. Well, see, I wish they had name-checked it. They should have been like, drink your Tropicana. Yes. Drink your Florida's Natural. Like, because it was so much because I was like, you've heard of water, right? And then uh, as he's leaving the house, because again, your wife just got back, you insisted on her staying at home and then leave her to sit on the couch. So that's why I was also like, why did I need to be home? I could have gotten way better care at the hospital. But as he leaves the house, he makes a call and it's like, it's done. It's like, okay. We don't even know who he called. <laughs> we don't. We don't know who he's saying is done. But then in the house, we see Gloria accidentally knock over the juice when she's Thank like God. opening a magazine because she, you know, he's giving her magazines to read. But what I tell you, I screamed at what I saw next. <laughs> She's opening, you know, it's supposed to be like a women's magazine in quotes, mm -hmm. you know. And literally, there's an article and in giant letters it says, signs your husband is sleeping with your best friend and what you can do about it. <laughs> So, because she's like, that's, I mean, that's why she knocked the juice over. She goes, I got to read this. And the thing is, I do think we make fun of magazines in, in other mediums, but they do have articles that are like that. You know, like it will be 23 ways to please your man. And it's like, always. he's fine. And it's always the same five ways. Do you know what I mean? Like no matter what it is, it's only five ways and they just yeah. repeat them over and over. So Phil gets home. And Glory's asleep. Glory's asleep on the couch where he's left her. And I said, could she pee even? Like, has she been able to do anything? And he leans in to be like, is she dead? And then she wakes up. <laughs> I know. And she's like, why are you in my face? And he's like, I was just kissing you. And then he gets another call. He's like, I got to take this. And then he goes and whisper talks loud in the foyer, loud enough for her to hear. And then he comes back and she accuses him of seeing someone else. And he accuses her of being paranoid. This is gaslighting. I, it's Gaslighting is misdefined in... Across every genre 
in the world. This is what gaslighting is. And then the next morning, he mixes some more poison in her juice <laughs> and is like, drink your juice. And he's literally trying to like force it into her mouth. Like he's like tipping the glass. Uh, and, she's like, and she's like, leave me alone. <laughs> like, yeah, because he's like, the doctor said you needed your fluids. It's like, that's called water. No doctor is like, and you know what you need? 24 ounces of orange juice a day. Like that's not a real doctor. <laughs> it's not. If they're it's telling you to drink not. orange juice all the time. And then, you know, he's like, trying to force juice down her gullet. And she's like, I want to talk about why you don't love me anymore. And I just, and again, it's like, we understand how somebody can, their confidence can be eroded. We understand how, you know, someone can get inside your head. Of course, of course, this happens in real life. But for the purposes of a motion picture, (laughs) where I would need somebody to root for, I need some sort of justification, okay? Because she is also, as as Megan says, she is pleading with him while wearing a neck brace. I like mean, a comical, like what you would wear to court to pretend you're injured. Like, right? This woman is basically in traction and it's like, why don't you love me? Like, it's so sad. It's so nuts. And then Ugh. she does end up taking a little sip of juice later, but she doesn't like the taste of it. So whatever it is, she tastes somewhere. She's like, eh. Then we see her getting out of her wheelchair. She gets dizzy and falls probably from whatever she sipped or just from, you know, being just in a car accident three days ago and being systematically repeatedly poisoned. You know he's not taking care of her meds properly. Oh, like, it's please. like He's in charge of everything and it's not going well. So Phil gets home. He sees her on the floor. It, he's like, Happy, basically. Nonchalant, honey. Yes. And then and then he calls an ambulance. He's like, oh, my God. And it's like, we saw you, Phil. We yeah, got the ring cam footage. You don't care. But guess what? She ain't dead. Okay? Yes. Gloria ain't going out like that. She is still alive, but her kidneys are so damaged, she now needs dialysis twice a week. Okay, someone comes in and is like, suddenly out of nowhere, you need dialysis twice a week when you were a perfectly healthy person? This is why I don't like the the medical care in America. This is why the last thing I want is to be in a hospital. Because you wish House was a real doctor, but House is a British man. Okay? No one has the answers. I know. Who's in a band? He's in a band. He's a musician. He said, I'm retired. How do you know he used to do sketch comedy? So like Ariana, he takes sketch comedy very seriously. Wow. Okay. Okay. So then Phil goes to meet with friend Monica, who is not happy with Phil, but not really for the reasons she should not be happy. Listen to this. Hey, neighbor. Don't hey neighbor me. You lied to me. First you said she's as good as dead, and then you said she's on board, and none of that's true. I'm sorry, Okay. Things got a little more complicated than I anticipated, but we can still figure it out. No, I already figured it out. We're going to renegotiate. What do you mean? I want half. Half? Half? If you think I'm giving you $5 million, you're crazy. I already started moving money around. I'm in too deep. I got to start over somewhere else. And yeah, that's the price. You're going to have to pay for it. You can't do this to me, Monica. We had a deal. Well, if you don't like it, we can both go down. But I'm not giving up my entire life for a miserable 500K while you're living the big life in Buenos Aires. I have a better idea. Why don't we start over together, huh? I found this house in the mountains. I'm sure you'll love it. Mm-hmm. You're barking. Up the wrong tree, neighbor. The only thing I care about is the money. Okay. (laughs) Can we talk about how he he trying to pivot? 
when they have no romantic history whatsoever. He is so bad at being evil. But it's worked for, I mean, like he got Scarlet, he got Gloria, but I'm, but I'm happy for Monica because it's like, all he would do is take her to Buenos Aires and kill her too. Right. You know, like, right. th- and then they're, uh, they're not looking for her. Also, what is his plan for his two children yeah. who are never seen in this film, but twice because this whole time this has been happening they're at camp or on vacation yeah they're at summer camp and Gloria doesn't want to worry them and I'm like gosh Lifetime movies really make it seem like your kids are never around in a way that's aspirational it's part of the aspiration it is here's my giant kitchen and children who don't need much (laughs) that's the dream but it's just because I I just also love Monica's I'm here for the money I go ma'am you telling me you didn't just get a payday working Scarlet's divorce? How much money you need you got to kill Gloria? If only one person would say something about anything Gloria ever did to them. Yeah. I just need anyone to say anything about what she ever did because there's no justification for anyone's behavior. So Gloria gets Lulu the dog's ashes and literally this is what Phil leaves her before he walks out of the house. He's like, I'll get you a nice urn. And then he just goes about his business and she calls the vet to see why Lulu may have died. And the vet is like, she was probably poisoned, probably antifreeze, but it would have to be specially ordered or an old bottle. Okay. And this is what we know. This is what we know immediately. He also says like, the reason he thinks Lulu was poisoned was because she had kidney failure. And it's like, this is not clock to Gloria that now out of nowhere she has kidney failure and her dog died of kidney failure? This is what I'm talking about. I think it does. I think she's starting to put it together. Well, because after that, she goes to the garbage can. She Which sees is open. something in the garbage. And then she goes back home and she starts like looking up bank statements. Like Gloria's like, okay, I'm doing research now. To the point where I was like, what was she before she gave her whole life to Phil? Because it was like, okay, were you a journalist? Because you're really into your research. You're digging in deep. She sees bank statements showing money being wired to Argentina, which I, I love the idea of someone just like being like, let me get my money ready over there. Just let, him, let it sit in a foreign bank for a while. Then she looks up signs of poisoning. Obviously that all checks out. She pours the orange juice on a plant before Phil gets back in the house. And when he comes back home at the end of the day, he's got another bottle of antifreeze special ordered. Special ordered. And I was like, I'm sorry. I would have been like, why are you getting so many packages? If you're curious about his tie, you got to be curious about his boxes. Okay. And so this clocked for me because CJ gets upwards of eight packages a day, eight to 12 packages a day. What? And I'm, now I'm wondering if he's poisoning me. <laughs> what is he getting? Wait, what is he ordering? Shoes? Pins, hats, sneakers, little shirts. Stickers. Is CJ in therapy to work on his his buying addiction? No. All right. Well, we'll get to that eventually. Maybe I'll poison him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Megan, gonna... you can't be saying that on recorded media. I okay? know. Somebody had us up in here, Exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna poison CJ. He poisons himself enough. He was like, "Does your stomach hurt?" I'm like, "No, honey. You eat a cheeseburger at 11." <laughs> Oh my God, now I want a cheeseburger. Okay, so he gives her more juice. And <laughs> it's like, it's not Phil. What if you, you even switch up the juice? Okay. <laughs> I know. Maybe a fruit juice. Maybe some coffee. Some tea. She likes wine. And the thing is, we know the doctor said she can't have any alcohol. You don't care about that, Phil. Give her some wine. Exactly. But it's just orange juice. And then I was surprised by this. The next morning, he offers to take her to dialysis. And I was like, why? So you can, like, ram the car into a building? So he can spy. And she's like, nope, I can go solo. And he's like, here's some juice. And 
Then we get this montage of Gloria doing physical therapy for her leg, going to dialysis, tossing glasses of juice into various plants around the house. And the plants do die. <laughs> like, we do see over the course of the montage, even the plants are like, I'm poisoned, honey. So, like, I love that. Phil clocks none of this because he's, not only is he evil, he's stupid. So it's like, you're, you need to get your scholarship money back because that school taught you nothing. But my biggest pet peeve in all this montage is it's like, you're, you go to dialysis, you go to physical therapy. And I say this to say, you are in medical buildings regularly. You don't tell one doctor, Mm-mm. hey, I think I was poisoned with this. Can you run tests? Because no. if you're telling me, I'd be right up in there getting tests so I can go right to the police with my proof, I think. I think at this point, Gloria wants revenge. So I think Ooh. she's hatched a plan. When I'm seeing this montage, I'm thinking of the Jennifer Lopez film enough. Where I'm like, okay, she's getting yes. strong and she's going to take her damn P.O.S. husband down. Yes, 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 yes. Because the next thing we see, she's running. And it's like, oh, I've never had surgery on my leg and I'm not running. And <laughs> while she's running, she sees Phil and Monica talking. Which, again, these people in these Lifetime films with locations. It's like, can't you go to a movie theater in a different town and talk in the back row? Why are you down at the canal? We, we've already said there's a lot of bridges. This town is bridge-centric. <laughs> okay, so then she calls Scarlett and is like, you know what? I would actually love to come to girls' night on Thursday. So she's back with the girls, but I think it's for revenge reasons. Absolutely. Then we see Phil comes home. He gets in the shower. Gloria grabs his cell phone. And she has a gun? <laughs> like, there was stuff out of nowhere yeah. where I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it literally went from PT to I have a gun and I'm taking your phone. And then she shows up at Scarlett's house. And this, again, I screamed. <laughs> this was so funny <laughs> because she shows up in a tight bodycon dress, uh-huh. covered in blood, holding a bottle of wine. <laughs> and she's like, it's Phil's blood. I need to take a shower. And her friends say, of course, yeah, come on in. Can you tell me how if you just came from murdering, you would have the wherewithal to have the wine on you? You think I'm going to drink your blood wine? Well, She was literally holding it with a bloody hand. I was like, no, thank you. We're not going to drink that. I think what she's banking on is that she knows Scarlett and at least Monica are bad people. So she's like, I know they don't care. But you know Monica's in cahoots with Phil. Of course. But I think for them to say like, no, don't do that, they'd be showing their hand. Okay. But then it's funny because then it's redheaded Kim, Mm -hmm. you know, under the willow tree who's like, we need to call the police. And I said, okay, Kim's the only reasonable one here. Kim said, I'm not going down with y'all bitches. It's how I thought in this moment. And then Gloria, this is like, they're all kind of whisper talking like, what's going on? And Gloria's showering. She comes downstairs and one of Scarlett's bright red dresses, hair perfectly curled. Was there a dry bar upstairs? And a red lip. She's giving. She's giving. I think you shower and you put on sweats and your hair's wet. And she's like, no. Thank you? She must have been up there for an hour and a half. <laughs> Can you 
I was like, she had the nerve to come down here with the hair fully did. And I'm like, aren't you rattled? Aren't you no. scared? Aren't you confused? And they all look at her like, where is she going? Is she going to prom? So she's like, I need to get rid of this stuff. So Scarlett goes with her to to toss her dress into the furnace. And the furnace is like an open flame. Is that what a furnace is really like? <laughs> in like an old house? Because I'm like, I don't I think, think so. Like it, I was like. Is this Titanic? <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> and then Gloria's like sitting on the couch and like this whole thing, this whole this whole movie just look, it was not my favorite, but this is where everything falls apart for me because it don't make no sense. Whatever, it's not clear what she's trying to get out of everybody. I also felt like I was like, oh, this is, a, I knew it was a lie. It felt like a lie to me immediately. Gloria says she attacked him in self-defense, but Kim isn't buying it. And then Gloria's like, I need you guys to help with my alibi. Say I got here 30 minutes earlier and there's even more than that. Listen to this. Gloria, the wife is always the prime suspect. They'll interrogate you. They'll find inconsistencies in your story. They'll look for gun residue on your hands. This is what they do for a living. I'm begging you. Please, please back me up in this. It was either him or me. You have to turn yourself in. I'll help you. We'll plead self-defense, oh, temporary insanity, whatever. But but you don't want the police digging in your business. Trust me. Sister. I can't. We'll take care of the kids. They'll understand. Hmm? I can't turn myself in. Now, if you want to do it, I can't stop you. I just don't understand why he'd want to kill you. I think that he wanted to take my money and leave with someone. With who? One of you. Okay, well, now you're telling people what you think of him. And which is what Gloria's done the whole movie, where she goes, you're cheating on me. And then she goes to Scarlett, you're cheating with my husband. And then she's like, you're like, And she's constantly just like telling people what she thinks and then them going, you're crazy. And it's like, well, maybe you are, sis. As all this is happening, Kim, the redhead, is gone. Under the willow again. I, <laughs> I, I said she went to call the cops because she said, uh-uh. And then Scarlett goes to check on Kim, and Monica's talking to Gloria, being like, Scarlett was not hooking up with your husband. And why does Monica, like, why is that a hill Monica wants to die on? Because, like, they were. Yeah, it's also like, because this is what I thought. I thought she was going in there to say, oh, I killed him, to get Monica to reveal her involvement in things that like she was going to get Monica, you know, Monica would freak out. She would go make a call yeah, to Phil or something or somebody to try. And, and then she'd be like, look, everybody, look what I know about Monica. Right. But instead she's like, Scarlett wasn't hooking up with him. Well, we cut to Kim's point of view. <laughs> Kim's POV. And we see Kim and Phil in a bathroom. honey. <laughs> Then they're outside talking in hushed tones. Under the willow. And Phil tells her he's working on a plan with Monica. And he's like, you told her about us? And they both seem very turned on by how terrible they both are. Yeah. They're like, you're a cold bitch. And it's like, you're sleeping with your friend's husband. Like, they're into it. I know. And then he shows her the plane tickets. And the plane tickets to Buenos Aires are for Phil and Kim. I didn't see it coming. I, well, I just thought maybe. 
I thought maybe something's going on. And, and a redhead, you know, they always make a redhead some sort of like seductive. Nefarious. Yes. Yeah. So Phil was hooking up with his wife's two best friends and then using the third best friend to steal her money. And it makes me think, Phil, do you know no one else? Because <laughs> this is just bad planning. Like, Seek out some shady lawyer. You need outside people. Yeah, you need some. You need third parties who are not involved. Because it's all going to come back to all y'all. Because who else do y'all talk to but each other? You can't hook up with the bo- both the friends. Oh, my God. So then we're back to present. Scarlett finds Kim in her kitchen with a knife saying she's going to kill Gloria. Wow. Now. At which point, this should be a very big reveal. And Scarlett, in this moment, becomes my favorite character. Because she's like, I cannot have a dead body in my house. (laughs) It's like, it's no like, I love you, Kim. Or don't do this. Or Kim, why are you reacting this way? Did you and Phil have something? Like, nothing. No, yeah, because she was hooking up with him too. Like, you wouldn't be like, wait. Well, well, listen though. There's more. Listen to this. Stop. Phil was not the man that you thought he was, and you're not the first person he screwed around with. We weren't screwing around. No. But he slept with everyone. You're wrong. What, are you gonna tell me you two were in love? That man didn't even love his mama. He he didn't care if he hurt you. He didn't care if you lived or died. The only thing that that man cared about was himself. Oh, no, keep going. I want to hear it, too. I saw you two at the party. I was looking for Phil, and I saw you behind the tree. I call out his name. It's not Kim's fault. Of course not. It's all of you. Because any of you could have stopped it, but you didn't. (laughs) You can't blame all of us for your problems. (laughs) Of course I can. Because you are all heartless little people who think that money and power and beauty are all that matter. You know who? I am so sorry. But we can all be always good. I'm so sorry that I ruined your trip to Buenos Aires. Oh, yes, y'all. Gloria came up in there. Gloria came up in the kitchen calling them out. These women are wild. How can they be so unashamed after conspiring to ruin her marriage, kill her, take her money? Also, they're all in Easter pastels. Yeah, I, I think they got to close. They're all wearing Easter clothes. I think they got to close down this school they all went to. Like, they got right. to close it down. And then I also think they should start excavating around the school to find if there's dead bodies. Like, this is yeah. one of those things where it's like, there may be a mass grave there. Because uh, these people, everyone who's gone there that we've met, evil, terrible. Evil, terrible. It makes absolutely no sense. So Gloria is calling them all out for conspiring to ruin her marriage, kill her, and take her money. (laughs) Fair enough. And then what happens? Kim lunges at Gloria with a knife. She's like trying to kill her. Yes. And Gloria, with that gun she had in the house. Which we don't know where she got. We don't know where she got. She shoots Kim. Not just once. Not twice. What? Thrice. <gasps> she shot her thrice, Megan. And that yellow dress, and yellow is pretty hard for redheads. That yellow dress that she is wearing, it we've got blood on it. So Scarlett goes to call the ambulance. You know Scarlett said, I can't have a dead body in my house. <laughs> and it turns out Kim is already dead. Monica's like, I'm telling on you. But here's what I don't get. Everyone saw Kim come at her with the knife. 
Scarlet was there when Kim said, I'm going to kill that bitch. You're this right. time it's actual self-defense. Right. Like this time you actually have two witnesses to the fact that the person who was killed was trying to kill her. That's what I don't get. I think Monica is saying like, I'm going to lie on you because you are going to out that I was stealing your money. So like, I think they know it was self-defense, but they're like, we're going to take you down because you're trying to take us down. This is so, this entire friend group, especially because I'm like, y'all are all grown with nice houses. Why are you doing this? No, and like, I know Gloria's the victim and I am like happy for her, I guess, but like, I'm not really even that invested in her because I'm like, girl, how did we get here? Exactly. But then after that, we cut to Scarlett talking to a detective. Wine in hand. And she's like, are you thirsty? Do you want something to eat? Do you want something to drink? Like, she doesn't want to answer any questions. And she's like, I'm friends with the police chief it's like okay we know the mayor was at your divorce party you're a woman about town why i don't know and then she also drops that the the detective's son works at the pharmacy she goes to and it's like i don't know how you would know that (laughs) exactly and then and she won't tell him anything which doesn't make sense to me because i'm like well why wouldn't you just say phil was cheating with kim like i didn't get that part but then we see monica and as it's all happening Gloria is being kept separate from everybody else and being guarded by a cop. So she's in another room in the house and she can kind of hear through the vent slash upstairs. I don't think they would just leave them at the murder scene. But this is what happens when you're rich white ladies. That's why. I guess. But it's like, we got to take these ladies downtown. You know, like if there was ever a we got to go downtown, then. But then we see Monica being questioned and the cop asks if Gloria acted in self-defense. But we don't hear Monica's answer. And as she gets up, she's a little unsteady on her feet. And the cops are like, can you make it home? And so you're thinking, again, this, before all this happened, they were having a wine party. Yeah. And, and there's been a lot of trauma. You know, like, I would probably be, like, a little woozy, too. Exactly. Even sober. So the, the detective goes to take Gloria to the station. But Scarlett stops him. And then she drops in that she knows his son is hawking oxy prescriptions. And she's going to blackmail him. Scarlet, what is happening with you? Like, <laughs> what are Scarlet's alliances? What are her allegiances? Nothing's making sense to me because she was literally trying to get with Phil. But then it's like, you're my friend. But then the moment the friend whose husband she was trying to take, who she believed she murdered, comes in the house, Scarlet's like, oh, I got you, bet. Let's burn a dress. Let's change clothes. Let's, let's blackmail the police chief. I'm like, Scarlet, you don't strike me as somebody who would be getting involved in all this. I think Scarlett's senior quote was, I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. <laughs> like, she is like, I, I, talk about bridges. She goes, I'll burn them all down in Milwaukee. She's an agent of chaos. Absolutely. And I guess she, like, she didn't like Phil at all. I think she was just in it for the sex and for the fact that it was, like, bad. That, like, she wasn't supposed to be doing it. It was a bad thing to do, right. But then we see Monica walk out of the house and as the detective is leaving and she wants to talk, like, she's trying to talk to him privately. But then she sees Gloria standing in the window watching Uh her. And at which point I said, this ain't gonna last long. Because I said, why would you start a conspiracy with three of the lionest women you know? This is the worst group of people to start a conspiracy with because you couldn't trust them even before. The real story is so crazy. And then the stories that any of them could tell to try and cover for themselves are so crazy. This is one of those situations where it's like they may get off just on the sheer <laughs> fact of them, the cops being like, I'm confused. <laughs> right. What? You're all hook- you're all hooking up with Phil. And then they see Phil and they're like, this guy. No, case dismissed. <laughs> so then. You know, Gloria is going to go home and Scarlett's like, well, you know, what happened with Phil? And she's like, he was trying to poison me with antifreeze. And then Scarlett immediately like 
looks at the wine that Gloria brought to the house and is like, okay, we've been poisoned. And, she, and Monica, who's driving home, she calls Monica and is like, pull over, pull over. Then, again, because this movie loves with the POV changes, we cut back to before Gloria showed up at Scarlett's house. And we see, as I thought, killing Phil was faked. Yep. She used her own blood from a cut hand, put that on her dress so she could show up there. Phil is at an airstrip. So he's flying private. I said, you're flying private to Buenos Aires. You don't have printed out tickets at, at your home printer. <laughs> when you're flying private. And he's basically like looking around. He's wondering where Kim is because she's supposed to meet him, which mm -hmm. I was like, she's meeting you on the night where everybody hangs out. Y'all didn't plan this right. <laughs> and then he gets tackled by like FBI and detectives. Why? How? Well, Who? because Gloria had called the police and said, my husband is poisoning me. But that does not leave that. If anything, that leaves the police to being like, "What they use?" I'm looking to knock off my wife. <laughs> that does not lead the police to go arrest this man at a private airplane. But yeah, she did make a phone call that was like, "My husband's poisoning me," and I'm sure they were like, "Okay, we have to put you on hold," and then never picked it back up. I know, but it says like ten officers show up to this airstrip and they tackle him. Yes, a SWAT team for they tackle him for this man who was accused of maybe poisoning his wife, which we. Know know he did but like they don't take that seriously exactly and it's also like and then we see scarlet commit suicide which she would never do never i was like this is not that character this is not that character that woman has no shame she feels bad about nothing she's ever done she would never she would never and over what the fact that she hooked up with phil like Scarlett is is a bad person. We all know that, even though we like her and think she's right. funny. But she's committed the least number of crimes yes. of everyone in the group. Yes, and her ex, who I think probably wanted some of her downfall, is, is not alive anymore. So it's like, if anything, Scarlett would be like, oh, I'm sitting prettier than ever now. Thank you. Then we see Monica has been in a car accident from driving while drugged, we can assume that I guess there was antifreeze in it. But I was like, if antifreeze works that fast, I guess maybe because um, Gloria kept knocking over her glasses. Because she did get dizzy and fall the yeah. one time she took a sip. So I guess it does work that fast. Yeah. I, well, maybe it just like works in the sense of like you can't drive. You, you can't drink antifreeze and drive. Fair. Fair. Classic what they teach in schools. And then we see Gloria at home. This whole and this whole thing of like you know uh, Scarlett taking her life, Phil being taken. We're hearing cello music, and we learned earlier that Gloria used to play the cello. I guess that was her job or her dream. I don't know. But as this is all happening, Gloria is in her house in her red dress she borrowed from now dead Scarlett, playing that cello, lost in the vibes. And I just felt like you're not gonna stay free when all your friends are dead. You've already been questioned about Kim's death, and now. Literally minutes after everyone's been questioned, they all die and you chilling with the cello? No way. No way. Yeah. And we know now that your husband was going to Leave Buenos with the Aires. Woman. I feel like I've had to say Buenos Aires a lot and it's like, am I doing it okay? With <laughs> your friend you killed. So like that's motive. That's really yeah. bad motive. That 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 does that does not support your self-defense, even though that is what happened. So that's the end of the movie, y'all. Okay? <laughs> Gloria playing the cello. Everybody dead. Phil going to jail. Phil going to jail. Kids at camp. Kids at camp. No clue any of this has happened. I gotta tell you, it didn't do it for me. <laughs> didn't do it for me. This one, I said, there's, it makes no sense. While, as you said, everybody in her life wants to bring her down. 
It makes no sense why she is so desperate to keep a man who is, you know, cold, disrespectful, even before he starts actively trying to poison her. And then she concocts this elaborate plan that don't even make much sense. Like, because it's like, because it, it also, I think it was also very much, I think, unraveled for me too when Kim comes at her with a knife. Yeah. The moment Kim comes out here determined to kill her, that she is shooting her in self-defense. So now you have a, at least that is, but now anybody who knew that happened died. Yeah, I will say what I did like was that this movie, usually there's really like, you go, okay, this is, you You really feel the axe. Like this is the beginning, mm-hmm. middle, and end. This movie, when it ended, I go, oh, I okay, there we are. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it flew because there was just so much going on on well they were having fun with shifting povs they said we're going for style i wish the final pov had been the kids coming back from camp seeing their mom playing the cello in a dark house in a slutty red dress <laughs> and being like where's dad and she's like jail like and then just being like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Whoo. Oh, well that was secrets in suburbia and there are a lot of secrets next week we're taking a little break And in honor of I Love a Lifetime movie reaching 100 episodes, we're bringing you back to the very beginning of it all with Sleepwalking in Suburbia, a truly perfect film. A housewife who suffers from sleepwalking finds herself in the middle of a sexual and bloody scandal in her suburban neighborhood. We hope listeners new and old will get a kick out of this blast from our past, and we will see you in two weeks. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out the new bomb Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime, where two amazing hosts take you beyond the headlines of a crime and they get into the nitty gritty twists and turns of the story. Mm, That's my jam. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime movie is produced by Aisha Jordan. With sound editing and mixing by The Podglomerate. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. Copyright 2023 a Television Networks, LLC. All rights reserved.